Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, September 19th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we've got... Hello. Big news. Like, the <laughs> biggest of news. It's the big news day. Yeah, we will We will get to that momentarily. Yeah. Um, but and we have feelings and we have thoughts, so we will get to that... Always. Uh, ...shortly, but... Uh, before we do, we want to mention the fact that in the podcast feed over the weekend, no matter what podcast feed or when you were listening to this, the latest episode of This Week on Broadway was released in which Peter, James, and Michael talked about this big news. They talked about this <laughs> as well as the Music Man closing yeah. up shop, uh, the James Earl Jones Theater dedication, uh, the news of Josh Groban officially stepping into Sweeney, lots of other things <laughs> uh, in the podcast feed for you to listen to. Of course, you can hear all of our episodes before you can get them anywhere else if you subscribe to Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, chances are you already know this news, but just in case well, you very didn't. Very likely. Yeah. Otherwise, welcome to the rock you've been living under. Yeah, I mean, especially because this was released, this was announced on Friday afternoon. I want to kind of get into how it mm-hmm. was released. Yeah. I, think, I don't think this Odd. was the plan. I don't think this no, was the plan. No, 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 no way. There's no way. Um, the damn New York Post screwed things up again. But damn. so that, that, <laughs> that news <laughs> is the fact that the longest running show in the history of the Broadway, the Phantom of the Opera, will officially close at the Majestic Theater on February 18th of 2023, just about a month after its 35th anniversary on Broadway. Phantom originally game, began performances on January 9th in 1988 before opening on January 26th. Um, that is an absurd amount of time. I'm an old man. I'm a middle-aged man. That has been running since I was like six. So yeah. absolutely absurd uh, that this show has been running as long as it has. Um, we'll get into some of the what might be going on here, but the, as I mentioned before, the New York Post initially reported rumors that the show would be looking to close. That was followed mm-hmm. up by a separate report by Time Out New York. And then officially, uh, it was confirmed via the New York Times with an actual date. That's the first time there was actually a date given. And then a press release was sent out shortly thereafter. I'm going to assume, Ashley, that this was something that they were probably going to wait to announce till this coming week. Word got out to the Post. The Post yeah, published maybe. their story and then they rushed it up um for a friday i mean maybe it's a friday news dump but like this is something that knowing karen mcintosh and andrew lloyd Webber, they probably would have wanted to celebrate a little bit more than just uh dumping it on a friday afternoon so uh, i was gonna say especially timing wise because yeah it's it was whatever o'clock one o'clock i think the news came out i don't really remember yeah i think the um, official here, one was even later yeah here but regard like it, across the pond what time were you know six oh, yeah, hours later yeah. so there's no way that they were looking to release that news at you know seven o'clock on a friday night uk time there's no way especially to the post let's be realistic oh no that was definitely a report uh yeah you know, a sourced report that somebody probably yeah, yeah. not it was like connected sources. with the show. I thought it said yeah. that it was sources connected to the show, but well, it might but have it, just been a vague sources. Well, but if, if it's sources connected to the show, oftentimes that means that's like somebody who works with the show, but not yeah. works for the show. Right, so it's right, like right. probably enough. someone from an ad agency or a PR team or even somebody in the house. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, um, obviously, I think people know your feelings on Andrew Lloyd Webber and yes. Phantom of the Opera in particular. I tend no, to be a bigger fan. No need. No need to. To, you know, no. expand, expound on that. No, but you know, 
know, I'm a bigger uh, ALW fan than you are, but this isn't even in my yeah. top five favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber shows. But I think that no. there's something very important about recognizing the history of not only this show or the importance of this Massively show to so. the history of Broadway yeah. and kind of being one of the shows that ushered in this um, British import renaissance or a, not even renaissance, but the beginning of that British invasion. Yeah. And also the, the the importance that this show has had to bring so many people into the theater community as theater fans yes, and probably absolutely. most more immediately the fact that some of these people that have been working on this show, not necessarily on stage, but but backstage, um, yeah. ha- have been with the show since 1988. And then even on stage, a lot of these people are with the show for a long time. We've seen the same thing with with like Chicago. Um, so I think a lot, the, the, of, a lot of swings that have been in for years at this point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, while this move has been rumored honestly since before the pandemic we had heard rumors yes. that they were looking to close the show um and i want to get into that here in a minute but like what whatever your thoughts on this show is or and it's not my favorite or what your thoughts on andrew lloyd Webber, like this is a massive moment for broadway and and something that honestly i did not think would happen ever uh you know or at least not right now sure. um i didn't expect this uh, despite all of the rumors it was very shocking to receive this news on this past friday uh because it's you know it's obviously not closing till february but coming into this very busy fall season we're about to start to have the news that the longest running show on broadway is about to shutter that's that's honestly bananas to me amidst everything else that's going on but yeah this is it can't be said enough how important phantom is not only to broadway but to theater as a whole it introduced new styles of performance and new styles of you know combining styles on stage yep. in ways that we didn't really have before or at least hadn't had since like the 40s and 50s it kind of made that reemerge you know the classical versus the uh, classical and musical theater combined and it's employed so many people so many. Uh, you know not just us and the west end obviously but i mean this has been touring for so long it's it might i don't think it was the first musical that i saw saw on tour um or you know i don't think it was the first musical that i saw because i saw like local stuff regional stuff um but i think as far as like bigger name productions i'd seen it on tour when i was a kid um just so influential to the canon across the board and i I agree with you like i i expected this news at some point but it was still shocking to get it because it's phantom of the opera like it is probably by far and away the most well-known musical yeah and it is important to note that there have been changes to the show in multiple places around the world. Of course, we've discussed previously the fact that for yeah. a while, the tour, and I'm not sure if it, what the tour looks like now, but they'd completely restaged it. It was no longer the Harold yeah, Prince yeah, yeah. show. Um, it was a not bare, not different. quite bare bones, but definitely toned down a bit. Well, I mean, I, I saw it and I didn't think it was toned down at all. I think, it, I mean, I think it was still a pretty oh, really? lavish show. Well, there's multiple well, things. Yeah, there's la- multiple yeah. things. So the tour that was out with like Chris Mann, I I think um, as mm-hmm. who I saw as the Phantom, like it was a big production, it, it, but it was very different in London. And I got this wrong at first because I was confused because I didn't I haven't seen it in London. But 
they did redo the staging for the show. It is no longer technically the Harold Prince production and all of the designers, right. but it looks pretty much the exact same, just cheaper, which you imagine over the, you know, three and a half decades and almost four decades in, in, in the UK, um, things have changed in terms of production and, sure, and how you course. can do that. So that makes to. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not that it needs to be financially viable anymore, well, but, but it also well. still needs to be. Yeah, also true. Very much so. So you got that I mean, the, rickety old chandelier going to fall on people otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, they take it so slow now. It's like, oh, my oh God. yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's like most going of the show. Up, yeah, it's like going up the roller coaster rather than coming down the escalator exactly. or, uh, roller coaster. But so. You know, so they do have a version of Phantom that looks fairly similar to the original one, but is not technically the Harold Prince version. It has a new director, new designers, but it's all based on that original one. And, and there have been thoughts, and I said it almost immediately as we got this, that like, Mm -hmm. what are they really doing here? Is this an opportunity for the show to move to a smaller house to either do the tour? I was thinking the tour version, but someone reminded me, um, Al Henry reminded me that it was not the tour version that's playing in London. It is this reconfigured one. So I thought maybe that would happen. And I think that's still a possibility, but the only thing that maybe poo poos that potential, Ashley, is the fact that like, Mm. if you're going to move it, if you're going to redesign it for a new house, quote unquote, why close it? We've seen plenty of shows move houses during their runs. I think the record means something to Andrew Lloyd Webber and Cameron McIntosh. So if they're going to just move it to a different house for a smaller, you know, to to have a smaller weekly nut and, and all of those things and to bring down the costs, why Possibly. not just say we're going to shut down in February. We're going to reopen in April if that's what's going to happen yeah, um, at a different house. So I don't know. Fair. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know. But I would not be surprised if this shows up back on Broadway sooner, you know, I mean, soon. Yeah. Like not even like in 10 years but like in like five a few tops. months well i'm even thinking <laughs> like in a few months like that wouldn't surprise me but like the fact that they closed rather than just announced a move um makes me unsure as to what the future actually holds i think it's gonna come back sooner rather than later i don't know if it will be in the next few months because i think if they are gonna pack up from the majestic and do this uk version they are gonna have to wait for a house because i mean what's actually gonna be open that will fit that show at this point and fit the number of people that they're gonna want coming through those doors um it's it's Odd. I wouldn't be surprised if they mount either production at this point. I kind of expect the same. And like you said, this was rumored before the shutdown, mm-hmm. even that they were going to close up and then take a break for a bit and then come back with the UK mounted production. Uh, I don't think we knew that they were planning on changing houses of any kind. I thought no. maybe I remembered something as far as like the Majestic wanted to do some renovation since it's been in yep. for so so long at this point, which it probably needs it. And that might be part of the reason why that they're completely packing up and they might move back into the majestic, but I'm, you know, it, I'm sure it needs a little bit of maintenance at this point. I, I doubt it would move back in, but it also, yeah. it's, it's, it wouldn't be a surprising move to me if that's the case of remounting it, taking some time off, doing some renovations if it needs it and coming back within the next five years max. Yeah, we will see. Uh, we will definitely see real quick to, to wrap up this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, as far as I know, the press release I'm looking at does not say anything about casting. I'm imagining yeah. because, because February it's is still be six months away. Yeah. They're, they're going to do something. I don't know if that's 
Sierra Bogus and Ramin Karamloo, if that's Norm and I was Sierra. Say, please give me Norm. <laughs> I'd go see it again with Norm. Um, Norm and Emily, maybe even Norm. in it. I think that would be great. Um, yeah. Or maybe we get Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. Um, oh, God. Don't threaten me. <laughs> Patrick Wilson as Raul. No? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I actually I had this conversation last night where it's like, I've seen Phantom, but I haven't seen it on Broadway. So I've, one, never been in the Majestic and never seen it on Broadway. So the first thing that I tweeted, it is that I couldn't wait to finally see the Majestic. And part of that was like, yeah, I could see it after the show closes. But I do want to see Phantom before it closes because it would be ridiculous yeah. not to. But I had the conversation last night where like people were shocked that I had never seen it and more specifically didn't see it when Norm was in it because I'm such a big Norm Lewis fan. Um, I hope they bring them back because I will be on those tickets. And that's, I mean, that's coming from me. I know. Like, like I'm already, we're going to talk about them soon because they're our sponsor, but I was already on Today oh, Ticks looking at tickets. I was going to mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's first of all, so weird to see the last chance banner there. But yeah. like, I'm, I'm glad that that's the opportunity. And I'm going to be keeping my eye out on both casting and those prices so I can get yeah. in before February 18th. Yeah. So let's get into our sponsor for this week. It is, as you mentioned, Today Ticks. And I am looking <laughs> at the Today Ticks listing for Phantom of the Opera. They currently have yeah. tickets for $29 to Come see this on. show. Yeah. How, you can't get any better than that. Um, there are so many great things on Today Ticks on a regular basis, just like on the normal times. But Today Ticks is such a great avenue to find things that are difficult to get. Like when news comes up uh, with Phantom closing or anything else coming to Broadway, like one of the first when places you... When company closed and it was instantaneous. I did like, it too. To Today Ticks. Yeah, exactly. I actually had to have James do it because I was at the gym yeah. and I, was, I texted <laughs> yeah. James. I was like, get me a ticket Please. to the final. Yeah. But he went to Today Ticks, got the ticket, and and I was there. So Today Ticks is it's such true. a great resource. Um, it is so easy to get tickets. It is quick. It is instantaneous. And they have amazing prices. They are the one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value on tickets to Broadway and beyond. All you have to do is download the app or visit todayticks.com to find the show that you want to see. And it's easy. It's the easiest way to get tickets. You can check out in 30 seconds and have your tickets right there in your hand. It really is one of the best aspects about Today Ticks is how flexible they are. Like we're talking about Phantom closing in February. You can book those tickets months in advance if you wanted to see a show today. Well, maybe not today because it's Monday, but you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. <laughs> Even day of if you're feeling spontaneous, you can get those tickets. And they also give you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs to sold out shows and day of discounted tickets. It doesn't matter where you live, though. It's not just for broad Way. It's not just for the West End. We're talking about Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. If you are looking at tickets in New York, as I uh, am want to do being here, I've been keeping my eye on Chicago tickets to see Angelica Ross. That's $50 currently at the moment. Nice. And also the new, uh, the new remount, however we want to consider, of Take Me Out, the, the Take mm -hmm. Two of Take Me Out. They've got a very nice deal from $69. Yeah, we will uh, talk about that show here in a second. Ooh, yay. Uh, but don't miss out on live entertainment. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytakes, T-I-X dot com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway. 
All right, I'm going to reorder things. This was not the next story that I was going to talk about, but since you mentioned to uh, take me out, uh, they they announced a little bit of additional casting on Friday, and that is the fact that stage and and screen vet Bill Heck will be taking over the role of Kippy in the show. That was the role that was played by Patrick J. Adams in the original run of this production. He is unable to rejoin the show uh, due to some scheduling conflicts, so Bill Heck Mm -hmm. will be coming back to uh to broadway and that he was most recently seen on broadway as cliff in the another yes. remount of a previous Absolutely. revival uh, of cabaret um, staring at my signed window card right now as we speak i couldn't remember if he'd been on broadway since no he had not been on broadway since but he was also on broadway previously in brooklyn boy yeah. and yeah. um uh, and he had done angels in america off broadway and stuff mm-hmm. like that so he was also fantastic as the um, the younger version of um, of Jeff Bridges in the TV show The Old Man. If you've watched that, oh, so he's gotta get great. to it. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. So I'm um, excited about that coming up. Uh, beginning performances at the Gerard Schoenfeld Theater on October 27th. Now, the story that I was going to lead this section off with is another um, Broadway casting announcement, and this one is pretty exciting. Uh, it was announced last week the majority of the off-Broadway cast for Stephen Adley Gerges' Between Riverside and Crazy would be returning to Broadway oh, yeah. with the show. However, uh, there was one notable exception as Ron Cephas Jones would not be returning, and they said that the, the casting for that role would be announced soon, and on Friday we got that information and that is Oscar, Emmy, and Grammy Award winner Common mm-hmm. will be making his Broadway debut in the role of Junior when the show begins performances on November 30th. Um, I, I Missing think people, a letter there. Seems like you might be going for. Yeah, yeah, he's missing a letter. He won if the E is for the song Letter to the Free from the documentary um, 13th for Emmy Ooh, for the Outstanding excellent. Original Music and lyrics the g he has three different grammys best r&b mm-hmm. song uh best rap performance by duo or group and best song written for visual media that last one best song written for visual media was for the song glory which he also received an mm-hmm. academy award for which he co-wrote with john legend who already has an EGOT. Already has that EGOT, yeah so he's got Fairly a recent EGOT winner yes and he got his for producing if he gets if common gets a with Tony, ALW. Yeah, that's right. And if he gets the Tony <laughs> for uh, uh, for actually performing, I think that one ups John Legend. So maybe uh, very exciting. Commons uh, uh, incredible. So very much yeah, looking forward excited. to that. And I was already had between Riverside and Crazy on my list. Uh, of course. I mean, it's not it's not changing. It's already on the list. But no, no, uh, no, no, definitely no. definitely a good one to have. Yes, the we'll talk about that here list. in a second. Yeah, yeah we're getting there. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about some reviews for an off Broadway show that I've uh, seen is getting quite a bit of traction. This is coming from Theater for a New Audience, Tafana, uh, out in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It is the New York premiere of Clark Young and Derek Goldman's show, Remember This, The Lesson of Jan Karski. It is performed as a solo show by David Strathairn, who is somebody you know. Like, you you just know him if you look at him. He received wide acclaim, including an Academy Award nomination for playing Edward R. Murrow in Good Night and Good Luck. He was on all of the Jason mm-hmm. Bourne movies. Yeah. He was in Nomadland, which won Best Picture a couple years ago. Um, Nightmare Alley, which was also nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture last year. Mm, yeah. He's been on Broadway a bunch of times, most recently in 2012 and 2013 in The Heiress, but also did Salome, Dance of the Dead, Three Sisters, Einstein and the Polar Bear, yada, yada, yada. But this show in the show he plays Jan Karski who is a Polish World War II hero and Holocaust witness and um, Straight Aaron kind of goes 
between being a narrator and also playing uh, Karski uh, as he tries to kind of bring to light the uh, the horrors of the Holocaust to try to convince the allies uh, of what was actually happening uh, during the Holocaust. The show is running in Brooklyn through October 9th, and I'm just going to run through a couple of the short reviews here, starting first with Alexis Solosky from the New York Times. She said, quote, Whatever its form, Remember This serves as a remarkable showcase for Strathairn, who moves fluidly among characters and time periods. He leaps onto a table at one point and off it at others. Throughout, he manages to communicate both Karski's extraordinary moral strength and his passionate reactions to what he sees. Because Karski has feelings, he is, as Strathairn depicts him, much more than a camera or a stylus. He is a man profoundly changed by what he witnesses. Jackson McHenry, writing for Vulture, said, quote, Strathairn has been with the play since 2015, and because he is so intent in the convictions of his performance, his own psychology as an actor rises to the surface. His dissension to come back to Karski's remembrances again and again to wield his talents for the sake of that history has its own persuasive force. That's where the imperative comes in again. He is dedicating himself to this. It would behoove you, at least, to lean in and pay attention. Mm. So lo- lots of folks who have seen it have talked yeah. um, very highly of this. So I uh, want to make sure that we talked about it a little bit. Uh, a few things happening this week on the theatrical schedule. The first preview performance happens tonight at the Ethel Barrymore Theater for the revival of August Wilson's The Piano Lesson. Yeah. Uh, also, of course, on the list has such stars as Danielle Brooks, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, John David Washington, and Ray Fisher and uh, their Broadway little debuts, names. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Potts is already in it. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited about that one. Uh, and then on Saturday, the Broadway Flea Market and Grand Auction will take place in Schubert Alley and Times yeah. Square from 10 Oof. to 7. They keep announcing different shows and people that will be there. Um, and of course, this is a fundraiser for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. So if you can deal with that many people in a small congested pe- uh, uh, Never. point, uh, <laughs> yeah, go to it. I won't be going this year. I, I couldn't remember when my travel plans were, but I will be out of town all that weekend. So oh. no Broadway flea for me and therefore can't get you a gift. Sorry. Thanks. That's too bad. Uh, <laughs> speaking of travel plans, though, I have hey. officially booked my November and December flights. I will be in New York from November 4th through the 12th. Uh, coming, coming in on a Friday and then leaving on a Saturday morning. And yes. then um, December 10th, or I'm sorry, December 2nd through the 10th coming in again on a friday and leaving on a saturday so getting as much good stuff as i possibly can um i've got to construct the spreadsheets i'll be doing that today on sunday after we're done but i've started but not there yet there's so much stuff i I, even with two trips in the course of three weeks i uh, still don't know how much i if i'm gonna be able to get to see everything there's just so much happening there's this fall. too much yeah it's insane yeah. it's insane but Ooh, start anyway. my stretches already got the two weeks from now got all the mm-hmm. the biggest press weekend i think of the fall coming up so oof. start oof. uh start carb loading now you'll need yeah it. So, obviously i uh, already have every day yeah. of my life <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Bye.